farthest reaches of space are the most awe-inspiring, the most desired gifts of the galaxies. They are the Star Wars collector's coins. Every Star Wars action figure comes with one. Dynamic graphic front, action story back, over 60 different coins in the collection. But the best is each and every Star Wars action figure comes with one. Every figure? Every figure. Look for the Star Wars collector's coins in your neighborhood. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys. You're listening to episode number 73. My name's Jason. Joining me tonight from Bendham's to the Black Series, Vintage to Modern. He collects them all. And also on YouTube, Mr. BYZ, Mr. Byzy, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, how's it going, Jason? It's going just fine. I'm healthy. I haven't been healthy on a show in months. <laughs> I know the feeling. I, it seems like uh, about the last year I've been sick about every two weeks. So gonna, uh, I feel like I can enjoy this probably for a week, and then my <laughs> son will get something, and I'll get it from him. And I work. definitely know the feeling there, yes. <laughs> also joining us tonight from this week in Star Wars Podcast, Matt Fox. Hello, Matt. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? What's going on this week in Star Wars, Matt? Yeah, what is um, going on this week in Star Wars? There's been a lot of weeks of things going on that I need to cover, uh, but uh, yeah, maybe this year in Star Wars. Well, we're gonna be, have we're, right? there will be one. There'll be something this year. <laughs> yeah, Chef, last week in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you can still go listen to my solo review. It's in the feed. Yep. <laughs> there you go. This. This biannual in right. Star Wars. All right. Also on the call, Imperial Royal Guard Collector Extraordinaire, Chris Moorhead. Oh, Chris. Hey, Jason. Hey, everybody. Good to be hey. back. It's been a while. It has been a while. And also on the show from ForlomTazuckus.com and from... Toy Run Podcast, Jake Stevens. Hello, Jake. Hello, hello, hello. How we doing on this rainy evening in the fall, just weeks before Christmas, and all those wonderful Star Wars toys are out there being yep. advertised in ads. People are so excited to buy <laughs> the new Star Wars thing, right? That's right. That's you know, cool stuff. I just showed you guys yesterday. I got that new, the new Walmart holiday toy guide which promotes itself as, like, the best toy shop in the U.S. or something like that. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. I think it's, like, 48 pages long of just solid toys. Nothing but toys. So just mm-hmm. nothing but toys. The first time I looked through it, I'm like, wow, not one Star Wars item. Not even one. Then I, I said, there's got to be something. So I went through it again, and I did find a tiny, tiny little picture of a Star Wars Lego set. So there was something. But yeah. all of those pages and not any Star Wars action figures or video games or anything, you know, just that one little Lego set. I think I'd mentioned this to you earlier today or yesterday, Jason, when you popped that ad up in our uh, ongoing conversation. Um, I think, honestly, I'm going to say this is the worst Christmas for Star Wars toys in probably a decade. In probably a decade. Yeah, There's maybe... Like, or maybe, Nothing. or maybe longer. Yeah, I, I, I think, think there could be Angry Birds stuff. 
No, it's <laughs> it, it, it's the worst. I think going back to the ninety or you know pre ninety six. Yeah. There is always a major set to buy, a Costco exclusive, a a large vehicle, a multi-pack, something that you're like centered on that's released around the Christmas time that we're really hyped up and excited about. And uh, we have nothing. I mean, like the newest thing to drop in the last couple weeks is um, repacked little tube figures from... Uh, Walmart. I mean, that is, and Microforce figures, little squishy guys. I mean, that's the highlight of like this Christmas season. And it's just. Oh, look at that Walmart place. That, that, came, that just came out. That's true. That's Black Friday. Has anybody yeah. found that in a store? No. 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 <laughs> the same with the, I mean, the, I mean, there are things to buy. They're just not in the stores. Yeah. yeah. It is. It, I mean, I, I, I purposely put off buying like the vintage collection TIE fighter, because I mean, I wanted Santa to bring something, right? So I'm going to ask Santa for that because I always get a big star Wars item for Christmas and I can't think of anything else he could bring me. So that is probably what I'm asking for this year. Cause I mean, and that's been out for what? Six months. <laughs> no, no, not this that long, but fall. been out for really. 10 years, really. So well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Fox is new. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, 80 bucks. I'm going to wait for that sucker on clearance. I'm either going to wait for clearance or just never buy it. <laughs> I'm not I, excited about it, so. No, I no, actually like that other, that other Hasbro TIE Fighter from the Solo Force Link line. Oh, the Force Link one, that was awesome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is good. I just actually opened it just this past, uh, this past week, and it, it's, it's a great sculpt. It, it's... It's solid. I was I was actually gauging it against the uh, the last three different force um, uh, not force but first order ties that we've received, and it is just far superior. It's a really really good uh, you know tie, whatever. So yep. yeah, I recommend it. I do too. So now that we've uh, kind of deflated the whole thing let's go around and see what everybody's picked up recently <laughs> uh, matt fox i will start with you what have you picked up recently when was our last show uh i said recently <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um i'm pretty much current i mean i've got the you know the black series up through you know the the what is probably the final solo figures um, the, I did get that Walmart play set, uh, although I haven't opened it yet. And, um, those two figures that Jake referred to. So, you know, all the, the, the poor end of year selections that are out there, I have, I've found, although I didn't find any of them in stores, uh, except for those tubes, everything has been online, either from Walmart or you know, Entertainment Earth or whatever your online retailer of choice is. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that said, those solo figures, you know, the Rio Durant and um, who uh, Val and that last bunch are good figures. I like them a lot. You know, they're, you know, consistently have been really good lately. They just need to be. And some people are finding them in stores, just not in my case. Yeah, I haven't found them either. I had to order them all online. Uh, 
Uh, Chris, let's go to you. What have you picked up recently? Uh, several items. I actually just in the mail uh, this last week got a uh, Medicom Royal Guard uh, collectible figure. Um, that's it's been out for many years, but I finally got. Uh, I used eBay had a twenty five percent off your purchase, mm. and that that's just gold for collectors. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, I've got one of those Force Link uh, 2.0 uh, Royal Guards on order that I went off eBay, but it's been like lodged in pre-shipment according to tracking out of Los Angeles, and I don't know if it's ever going to show up. I'm worried it's lost in the mail. So oh, that's a bummer. Oh, uh, and I have to thank you, Jason, because when we were at your party last time, I was looking at your six-inch figures and saw that new uh, General Veers, and even though I'm off of six inch, I it was just too good. <laughs> I yeah. grabbed myself one of those. That is a magnificent figure. It is. It's, it's wonderful. And um, but but I'm still off six inch. I'm still off six inch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you and should I get two. <laughs> one to display with the helmet on, and one to display with the helmet off. No, no, no. One, one. <laughs> um, did you guys hear about the whole Sears Kmart? fiasco over like black friday weekend i didn't think any stores were open anymore how could they have a fiasco <laughs> yeah. their website they had all of wave two and three of vintage collection and they had a markdown to 950 and then they were running a sale buy one get one half off oh no i didn't i did not realize that yeah well i i spent hours trying to get an order through and it just the system was choked i just i chalked it up to being Sears Kmart. Well, evidently, a lot of people who got got in early enough to get those orders, all their orders came in wave one, wave one, wave one. The figures that they ordered, Afra, Death Troopers, uh, Imperial Tank Drivers, now Snoke and Jin and Kylo and Rey and Stor- Stormtroopers. It huge fiasco. That's... So. That's terrible, and and I, I imagine their customer service is not not good. <laughs> you probably couldn't return them at that point. I, I have no idea what what they're going to do with them, but I mean, you're, people were getting figures basically for like seven dollars a pop. So I mean, that's a pretty darn good price for uh, vintage collection figures. Yeah, but if it's I mean, if it's the Wave One figures yeah. that are hanging around everywhere right now, yeah. I guess the question is whether they had tape or not, whether they were the first wave or the second first wave. <laughs> I think most of the people that got them were pretty pissed and didn't care one way or the other. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So the hmm? the re, the repacks had tape, right? Or had no tape? Had no, no tape. tape. Yeah. Okay. That kind of stuff. I do not. Con- I never. I don't think really about that kind of stuff. I don't collect variants like that. Matt, did you collect those variants? Sounds like something uh-huh. you would collect. Definitely, I did, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so which ones were harder to get, the tape or the no tape? Well, so far, the no tape are, but, you know, and, and there will be there are a couple that weren't repacked. So uh, there will be a handful, I suspect, that are always going to be taped. Well, Walmart is receiving, I mean, over the last few weeks, Walmart received a buttload of Wave 1 Again. Oh, great. And yeah, I know. Just clog the pegs with the wave one. But those wave one cases that they're getting now uh, have no tape. So, really? Yeah. They should be easier to find mm-hmm. at this point. Well, there you go. All right. There Chris, you did go. you have anything else or did you want or do you want to move on? 
Uh, I, I got a couple other items, but generally after uh, the end of October, anything I buy for myself, I just hand over to my wife and, and say, you know, if you want to give this to me for Christmas or my birthday, go ahead. Otherwise, give it back to me after my birthday. Wow. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, let's move on. Jake, what about you? What did you pick up recently? Oh, geez. I know you um, kind of already told us a little bit, but go ahead. Yeah, well, um, I think I was pretty much uh, I was right on board with the uh, those tube figures, right? I saw that Yak Face posted that they had shown up somewhere in the middle of the country, and as soon as I saw that after work, I went to Walmart. I was able to get them. I think I was the first to have them photographed and put online. So um, I have picked up those. Um, I mean, and they're technically, you know, Galaxy of Adventure figures, right? The new. Uh, I won't even say micro series, right? Because Gendy Tartakovsky is considered micro series. These are micro micro, right? These are microscopic. These are like one minute little clips, right? And yeah. the, um, these figures are just repacks of older five POA figures, right? They are. They without absolutely the force are. Like. Yes, without oh, the, the force. Oh, without so 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 the figure so is different. a little different. They are new. I mean, it from that perspective, if you're a loose collector like me, you need these figures because uh, multiple reasons. I would say is first of all, they they have they bear no force link, um, no none of my force link you know uh, gauntlets or players interacted with them, which means they probably don't have a chip inside. They have no logo on their foot either blue or green one or two um also they come with an exclusive little mini comic um and so if you kind of like you know if you want to be complete you know if you're a loose completist you're going to want to have these you know mini comics in your collection um and these mini comics are uh little snippets from the disney not the marvel comics but disney has their own you know publishing and uh they've done some graphic novels of the original trilogy and these are snippets from those original trilogy adaptations um it's kind of weird to think that you know um, going back to our spinner rack days jason um marvel's making star wars comics disney is making star wars comics and idw is currently making star wars comics so this would be from the Disney arm of comic dumb right now that they're making okay. um, that they come with little, um, you know, mini booklets mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, graphic novels, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so Galaxy of Adventures um, and, and I get why they're reissued figures. I absolutely do, because th- this series is so, like I said, micro that there's no way that, you know, anybody knew that this was going to happen probably six months ago. The, the, this, this, the, the animation is very, you know, quasi-simplistic. Um, there, there's no way that Hasbro, who has a 12 to 18-month lead-in for making action figures, knew that this was going to be needed to make figures for, right? Yeah. And plus, why would they bother to support something that's only, you know, the, the, these snippets that they've dropped, the first six of them are a minute to a minute and a half. I mean, that that's not something they're going to spend their time and energy creating new sculpts for. I mean, it would be awesome down the road if they did, but I just don't see it because these are so brief. And they have things like new Clone Wars series. They have Resistance they're still trying to pump out. Um, so I get why they are reissued. But. Nevertheless, I have that series. 
Um, thanks to Matt. Matt got them before I did, but uh, I was out there aggressively trying to complete the uh, the new Micro Force Wow tubes. <laughs> that sounds so weird to say. Um, you know, Micro Force is a little squishy, guys, right? I'm currently in uh, working on my Micro Force Advent calendar. Um, which you can get at Target.com, but I've never seen it in stores anywhere. Um, but those are those little squishy figures. Uh, working on those. Uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, I'm up to date on all the Star Wars cookbooks. I picked up the hand sandwiches um, version, so I think I have all six or seven of the cookbooks now, maybe even eight. I don't know. I'm working on an do article you cook, about Do you actually cook recipes out of them? I do not, but okay. the, since they fit, since they feature every one of them Star Wars action figures, you know, I feel that's part of the collection. Something I need to have. Um, but yeah, with this kind of slow rundown through the fall, and it looks like that's going to continue through the winter, and we're not going to get new Star Wars Resistance figures till the spring. I've been really playing in a lot of different lines. I'm been you know trying to hunt down those walmart exclusive transformers the target exclusive jurassic park figures um spider-man spider-verse infinity war figures those are all like those are the things i'm collecting because i'm mostly up to date on star wars so again kind of the worst holiday season for star wars in my opinion yeah we go back to that galaxy of adventures uh figures again for a second uh that stormtrooper that's coming in the second wave of those yes. has been released before. I don't recognize it having been released it's as a five POA with the bent arm. Just so, by the just by the photos, it looks like the uh, Min the, uh, the Minban stormtrooper mm-hmm. yeah. with a different mm-hmm. helmet. It but, looks yeah. like the Rogue One helmet on a Minban yeah. body. Plus, which they, is yeah. troop builder dream come true, right. I think. Plus that Target, uh, is it a five pack? That Target five is it five or six pack that's out right now? Six. Yeah, yeah. that has a doesn't that have a uh, stormtrooper commander that's or something? Aldrin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the same sculpt as that too. Okay, that's yeah. why it's the same sculpt then. I think so. Yeah, because I yeah. saw that. That's like the one thing that caught my eye because that actually looks really good. And if you're doing any kind of display, throwing a few of those in there, other than they've jacked the price up two bucks on these things. Yeah, you know that's that's interesting that they've. Actually, these are a $10 item, right? $9.84 if you go to Walmart, of course. And these are supposed to be exclusive to Walmart until January 1st. But I don't see Target carrying these after the holiday season because these are very – these just drip of you know stocking stuffer. Hmm. I would and they already announced that that them. second wave that you were uh, talking about, Chris, yeah. is going to be in spring, which to me just That's- says Easter basket stuffer excellent right? um I'll, I'll be down for a couple of those stormtroopers but well you know what i just went to walmart this morning um and those things are sold through i mean they had three left in the bin which was heaping just a couple last week now they've got three so i foresee these being a good seller so um but you you're right in the fact that they did jack the price up but also take out the action feature. You know, they're not going to support the force link going forward. I think that's okay. I, I yeah. think force link. Is you get a comic course, right? It's gimmick. And you know what? If you scan it, you know that they has a, um, a QR uh, 
code reader on the back. And if you scan it, it takes you straight to that new website, StarWarsKids.com, and it plays the videos for the character. So it is kind of cool how they're trying to tie it right into that new, I use quotations when I say animated series. Okay. Uh, Ryan, what about you? What have you picked up recently? Hey, um, let's see. I've been kind of catching up on a few things. I got the... um most of that last wave of Black Series, the only one I haven't gotten is the uh, Lando Skiffguard yet. They were all on Amazon for 20 bucks, but for some reason Lando's 30 bucks, so I've put off buying him uh, until I got him for 20 bucks. Um, I picked up that Walmart playset, just about like everybody else. Um, uh, it's pretty cool. It's not, I wouldn't say it's as good as the Kessel one, but it's it's still a nice set. Um, I've got the last link of four, or last wave of Force Link figures on their way um, here soon. And, oh, the uh, International Black Series exclusive set. I picked that up. Uh, and I was actually fairly impressed by how big that box is. And uh, it's actually a pretty nice set. It's not just repacks in a way, but the box made it worthwhile. Okay. Um, for me, the I picked also picked up the uh, Kessel playset from Walmart.com. I was very impressed on how quickly it delivered. I was super impressed but i haven't uh opened it up yet so i don't know what it looks like inside um and i got the uh that last wave of solo force link 2.0 three and three quarter inch figures i bought a set uh loose set off of ebay um just to cut down on shipping and i like all those figures i think they're great i think it's too bad that they're not in wider distribution because um you know, I know like some people have been finding them at Walmart, but <clears throat> I've never seen them there, and I don't think they've appeared at any other uh, brick and mortar stores. Anybody have you know of any of appearance of those that last Force Two Force Link Two Point at other brick and mortars besides Walmart? No, no, yeah. no. So, no. so yeah, so Walmart seems to be the place, and heck, they were practically the only retailer that got Wave Three. With that yeah. uh, Luke Vader and First Order Stormtrooper, so Walmart. Yeah, it's the only place I saw him. So yeah, Myers too, didn't they? That exactly. was about Myers. it. Myers, 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 West. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Walmart yeah. is. I, I think they're trying to catch up after you know some some weirdness. I mean, obviously they've had exclusives this year that it was supposed to be out that never released, and now they're being pumped over to Entertainment Earth. Um, you know, and uh, like I said, um, I think I've talked about this before in Toy Run, you know, there are pallets on Walmart floors that say Toys R Us on them. So they obviously have preoccupied themselves with trying to figure out how to pick up some of that slack from Toys R Us, you know, and like you had mentioned, <laughs> their, their stupid uh, advertisement says, you know, world's greatest toy store or something like that. So um, they... Now that the holidays are coming about, I think they're starting to amp their game. But for the last few months, they have just been horrible in regards to Star Wars. I mean, mm -hmm. literally, the Star Wars pegs in my Walmart. And my Walmart is unusual. It's it's exceptionally bad. All the other Walmarts get stocked that my Walmart doesn't. Literally two pegs deep. One for lightsabers, one for Last Jedi figures. Not even Solo, but Last Jedi. So that's how bad my Walmart is. 
Uh, Jake, you mentioning about that Toys R Us uh, product at Walmart, it reminded mm. me of something of a trip I made a couple weeks ago. I went to our old local Toys R Us, which is now Toy City. Yeah. And it was creepy. Like, really <laughs> creepy. I went in on a, I think, uh, it's either Saturday or Sunday. Maybe it was a Sunday around maybe 6 p.m. This is like, you know, the right. this is the weekend after Black Friday. So I would have thought it would have been a little busy there. See, and it's one of the only toy stores around. But I walked in. It's Toys R Us, and it still kind of looks like Toys R Us, except empty. There was one employee there at the, at the cash register. Sounds like Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> ah. And the place was empty, and, and they didn't have a lot of product out. They had a, li- a lot of – they still had a lot of Halloween stuff in one section of the store, and then they got all the toys over to another section. But I think there were only two other customers in there besides me, and I just walked around, and I just got the creeps. I felt like – I don't know. I felt like I was in one of those weird movies where someone's going to jump out and – <laughs> try to kill me it was so weird I, I actually couldn't when when i got out of there i was thinking man i don't think i ever want to go back inside a toy city so I, i've been at that store a couple times and it's just it's that their toy section is just there's nothing there practically yeah and, see i i went before halloween so at least the halloween side was filled up mm-hmm. now i can't even imagine what it would look like in there if they haven't added stuff yeah so strange anyways just thought i'd mention that um, so not quite, didn't quite pick up the slack that no. Toys R Us, no. right? No. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, we're all headed to our KBs this uh, yeah. winter, right? To- yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> I think that was a Twitter hoax. I think. No, that, here's the thing. I, I would have said, well, there was a couple Twitter accounts that popped up. I think one of them, yes, was a hoax. But the other one, they've actually presented the people who own that. You know, there's two, there's multi brands out there, KB Toys, you know, KB Toys. There's all sorts of different spellings of it, whether you're using the letters or they're, they're writing them out. Um, but they've actually presented at a few, um, toy, you know, um, media shops and, and conventions. And uh, I, I think, I think it's legit. I just don't think they were able to get their act together for this Christmas season, clearly. Yeah. I was looking forward to that, too. All right. Yeah, but nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, let's move. Uh, let's... One more thing that yeah, I, I, I forgot to mention that I think probably more of us got. Um, that European exclusive uh, Han and Leia. Yeah, I mentioned that. Exclusive. Oh, you did mention it? Uh, yeah. I missed that. Yeah, the International Black Series exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Ryan has a review of it up on his YouTube channel. Yeah. Mr. BYZ. So I'm not going to. I've decided I'm not going to. Black Series stuff doesn't get a lot of hits, and that one's actually gotten more. So it's kind of weird. I've decided I'm not buying that. I just. It's a cool box. It's a nice display. Mm-hmm. Um, If you don't care about getting. It's, a, uh, it's an awful box because it's, it's a trapezoid, so it doesn't store well on a shelf. <laughs> Okay, I've got so many Hasbro exclusives and conventions over the years that are odd shapes. I mean, that yes. Death Star alone, um, it doesn't matter. I have a nice big shelf where I just stack them on top of each other. kind of works. So, um, It is also not a screen-accurate portrayal of the scene <laughs> from Huff. Yeah. Well, that's true. And I don't <laughs> know what's up with that stuff. jacket. I don't know what's up with that <laughs> jacket, but it does not look right. 
And I only do, I only collect six inch to display loose. I don't collect any of it boxed or carded, so I am going to skip that one. Yeah. Speaking of jackets, anybody get the Columbia jacket? Oh, $500? 500 bucks? Heck no. <laughs> or the Hamill it's signature cool. one? If it was cheaper, I would have bought it, but not at that price. We not are so spoiled out. in Seattle. If we want to go see the real one, the real the real jacket that they two. used, we can. We, we can see two, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. access to those. Yeah, the, uh, you know, I, I had mentioned, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, that's... Uh, that thing is, uh, you know, going to be worth as much as a barge. And I had multiple people go, I'd love to trade mine for a barge. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, okay. It is I, wondered, be... I wondered down the road which will be more valuable, it's this, gonna be this jacket or a barge. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens to the aftermarket price of the barge and to the yak face that comes with it. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw a couple pre-sales uh, just a couple days ago. Um that they were offering the barge for a grand minus the yak face. <laughs> oh. Yep. I think the it yak is, Yeah. Yeah. It's it, going to be crazy. Yeah. And I have to wonder, so they sold about eight, a little over 8,000 of them. Were most of them collectors? Were most of them speculators? Maybe both? It's just, it's just well, going to be so... It's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. What happens to the secondary market and all? I, well, how so many fa- people bought them to flip? You know, yeah. more than one mm-hmm. to flip. Uh, I happen to know of an individual that bought twenty-five, <laughs> and so crap. yeah, and Double so uh, you know, what does that look like? I think know? long term it'll be worth it. If you're absolutely, I think you know, yeah. you post a picture of it online, post it on a you know, post a picture of that thing on a Star Wars group, and there will be. Four people that ask, "Can I still get this? Where do I get this?" You know, yes, so, yeah. True. So there's still people that want it that didn't know about it, or you know, were on oblivious. the eBay uh, sold listings uh, from the 30th, there's one that sold for 1450, and on the 25th, one sold for 1500. Wow, as pre-orders. So, so Mister Mr. 25 is going to have a large. <laughs> A large profit. Yep. All right. Let's move on. We are uh, to the main topic of today's show. Today's this month's show or this week's show. No, this month's show. Um, Actually, you know what? We got to get another show in this month. We got to do do the best and worst Star Wars figures of the year. The best and worst Star Wars toys. Like, we got to. We do it almost every year. I think we missed last year, but it's on this year. We did it last year. Did we? I know. Yeah, Grand, I, yeah. you guys did. It with, I think we, you guys did it on Toy Run or something. I Galaxy of Toys. I think we missed out on that last year. We've done one nearly every year. What was the worst toy of? What was the worst Star Wars toy of 2018? What was the best Star Wars 2018? Let's figure it out next show for sure. Um, but we're gonna go back to our vintage. Retrospective, our warm, fuzzy memories of uh, the Kenner days, the vintage days. And we are finally on the last 17. We're going to do, we're going to look at eight of them today. So this, these figures were released 
I think late 84 is around when these figures came out. Um, I was I was not collecting figures at this point, so I don't have any... Uh, I don't think I'm going to have many fuzzy memories of these. But the show must go on. <laughs> we're going to start... We're going to start with... <laughs> we're going to... And here's something I'm not quite sure about, and maybe someone can explain this to me. So these these last this last wave before Kenner went into Ewoks and Droids, known as the last seventeen, but there's two of the figures that are Ewoks. I'm talking about Luma and Pablu that were on Return of the Jedi cards. They were on seventy nine mm-hmm. back cards. Yeah. So how does that make it the last seventeen and not the last fifteen for the card for the figures that debuted on power of the force cards i i somewhat i don't get it yeah they 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 appeared very briefly on return of the jedi cards Mm -hmm. um and i think that's why they are more prominent on power of the force which is why they get lumped into that 17 but you were absolutely correct it is you know there are 15 new figures in the power of the force um but most people lump in the two ewoks because of their limited brief release um, okay. on ROTJ. So I imagine those 79 bat cards with Popolu and uh, Lumat are probably pretty valuable. It's crazy. I just really, unless something comes up in my feed that a, you know, a Lily Letty Boba Fett sells for $7,800, which I think happened this week or whatever, something stupid like that. Um, I just never look at the values because I'm not a carded vintage collector, you know. So Matt, you're, I, I yeah, couldn't tell you. Right, Matt, you're a carded vintage collector. Do you have these two figures from the '79 back? Yes. Do you have them on '79 back cards? Return yes. of the Jedi cards. Return of the Jedi cards. Yeah. And do you have them also on Power of the Force cards? No, okay. I just get the original card is the card that I get okay. for all the figures. So when you were tracking these two down. Was it hard to find them, or were they fairly common? No, it, they were not hard to get. Okay. And I, I, I didn't look at the prices of the Power of the Force cards because I wasn't interested in those, so I don't know how the two compare. You know, a Poplu on a 79 versus a Poplu on a Power of the Force card. I don't know that, you know, if there's a premium. But po- the 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 the, the two that were on the Jedi cards are not as expensive as your average Power of the Force card. Yeah, because okay. they're, yeah, they're, they're comparable in price to Return of the Jedi figures. Okay. So. Right. I'm just going through the sold listings on eBay right now, and there's several under $100. I mean, there's a couple higher. I'm guessing those are just more of a minty card, but they look like they're not that special as far as price-wise goes on the Jedi card back. Okay, so these two guys just got lucky to be included yeah. with the last seventeen. Yeah, but we'll run with it because that's the common. I mean, that's the common phrase among Star Wars collectors. So we'll go mm-hmm. with it. Um, Ryan, I'm going to start with you and uh, give us your thoughts or childhood memories if you have them on uh, Lumat. Um, I actually had Lumat as a kid. Uh, bought it on the Return of the Jedi card. I actually still have the card back for it too. Um, I loved Ewoks as a kid, so, uh, I, you know, this was the first, yeah, it was the first one they put out with a bow, so that was kind of a cool deal. 
Although there was no arrows to put in the bow, so it was kind of weird that way. But, uh, yeah, I, I was excited to get my Lumat. And, um, I, you know, I think I purchased Lumat, yeah, after I moved up here. If I remember correctly, that was a figure I bought at South Center Toys R Us not long after I moved up here in 1984. And, um, yeah, we were just down in the area for a dog show, and I wandered over there and happened to buy that. I was, I still bought – in fact, I'm looking at the list we have. I've got a couple of these from my childhood. So, uh, And Lumat was one of them. It was pretty cool. And, Matt, what about you? Um, yeah, I had him. Uh, he was indistinguishable from the other Ewoks for me, uh, you know, and that he, you know, just a bow and arrow and a, and a, you know, whatever, uh, you call so it. Species- crawl. So speciesist. No, I, uh, no, some are different. They, you know, they're like, you know, <laughs> some have like a unique thing to them, you know, like the, you know, the skull or, you know, wicked is a different size and all that. But, you know, he just, this one just. If you had thrown it in front of me in 1984, I probably wouldn't have been able to distinguish him from Chief Chirpa. And you know. also War- Warwick, Warwick, Warrock. Warrock. Yeah, Warrock. he looks an awful lot like Warrock. Even their accessories are very similar. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, any uh, any childhood memories of a Lumat? No childhood memories. Uh, in fact, I do remember seeing some of the Power of the Force stuff on the pegs when I was a kid in Corvallis, Oregon at Fred Meyer. I remember distinctly seeing a General Lando and going, oh, that's really cool. They made him. Then I went right back to look at my G.I. Joes and Transformers at the time. Um, but, yeah, I've gotten him since. Uh, I love, you know, that, that they mixed it up, gave him a bow. That was a little different. Um, and this kind of feels like your generic Army Builder Ewok. You know, actually, both of these kind of feel like the generic Army Builder Ewoks. But, um, yeah, fine figure. It's no different, really, than the other Ewoks. But, you know. Jake, what are your thoughts on Lumat? Lumat is, uh, I, I like uh, Chris's take on it, that he is uh, a generic he. I assume it's a he. I yeah. I don't know. Is it a he? Does anyone know Lumat's backstory? Um, uh, being a generic uh, Ewok, yeah. I did not have this one growing up. And you know what? I was trying to think earlier today when I got this figure. Um, I'm not going to take it for granted, but I have uh, – I'm very honored, privileged, What whatever – phrase you want to use to have inherited multiple collections from friends and family members along the years and i cannot remember when lumat came into my collection um i don't remember having to go out and actually hunt him down or her down or it down um meaning buying it you know at a toy show or a convention or somewhere so somewhere along the way i was given this figure but not as a child i did not grow up with lumat so um it is a uh, it's it's a great figure, you know. I always think about um I currently have uh Sand Sweet's, you know, action figure archive book, which is kind of my Bible since it came out. And uh, you know, they have pictures of Luma actually from Return of the Jedi on here, and that's the great thing about this book is that they compare the figures to the actual, you know, costume shots. And uh it's pretty super accurate you know how far 
we came from, you know, A New Hope and, you know, Walrus Man not even looking close to what he's supposed to look like to Return of the Jedi and these figures being so perfectly matched to their, uh, you know, for the most part for their uh, their actual figures um, or the characters. So Lumot's a great figure, but uh, I didn't have it growing up. Yeah, I was so far into G.I. Joe by this point, there was no way exactly. I was going to get Lumont. But uh, according to G.I. Mar- Joe, yeah. Transformers, He-Man, this was th- this was my reality here. That Star Wars was starting to become the afterthought. You're um, absolutely right. Yeah. Um, as far as Lumont being male or female, um, I'm looking at the uh, Ultimate Guide to Vintage Star Wars figures by Mark Belomo. And he put in backstories of all these characters. and Yes, he did. And he said, chief woodcutter of his tribe, husband to Zephy and father of Latara, Nippet, and Wily. Lumat is one of the Ewoks warriors who helps his people to repel Imperial forces from their forest homeland. So there you go. He's male. There you go. He's male. And we interviewed... Mark, on this show, when that book came out, yes. right? It was about 2013, mm-hmm. right? 12 or 13. It because came out right when the uh, when Disney decided to axe all of this uh, expanded universe <laughs> exactly. stuff that he referenced. <laughs> exactly. And that's the great thing about this book, actually, in retrospect. Because um, I think we even asked him about it. We're like, how do you feel about your book where you just like broke down the the backgrounds of these characters that have now then just completely been wiped away because they've now considered that legends. And um, so that's the great thing about that book is it's a great look into what legends was like right before Disney. Right. Yeah. Uh, Right. Disney said, sorry, everybody. Right. Yeah. On another Mark Belomo note, um, uh, I just received my GI Joe, uh, third edition ultimate guide and that thing is just absolutely amazing yes yes for for gi joe fans out there um i absolutely recommend this book 100 percent. it's amazing it's gi joe from 82 to what 93 94 94 and uh, 94 and it is just unbelievable mark has updated not only the price guides but the information inside um you know, chatting with him this summer, I interviewed him a couple times at that Toy and Geek Fest here in Washington State, and uh, you know, he he says GI Joe's on the comeback, it's on the rebound. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, there's rumors of a Snake Eyes movie being in the works, but hopefully the actual proper toy line returns uh, to shelves, and you know, maybe some Christmas in the future we can be getting GI Joe toys too. Well, the GI Joes are using lightsabers now in the comics. Ah. Uh, so. Anyways, enough of GI Joe. <laughs> I love GI Joe, though. And you're right. That Mark Belomo uh, Ultimate Guide to GI Joe volume or not volume uh, third, third edition, edition is amazing. If you collect GI Joe or liked it even back in the 80s, you gotta get it. All right, next character we're looking at is Pop Lou. Ryan, did you have Pop Lou as well? Um, I did not as a kid, but it's one that I picked up very early on getting back into collecting because it's one of those I can't trace back to when I got it, but I've had it forever. Uh, so it was probably early 90s when I picked it up. But uh, I remember seeing it out there, and I just didn't get a chance to buy it. Uh, I was getting into G.I. Joe like you guys, so I, I didn't uh, quite uh, buy all the stuff or, or try to get it like I used to. But 
Yeah, I, I didn't have it as a kid, but picked it up later on. Uh, Matt Fox, what about you? Yeah, I had it. I was loyal to Star Wars, unlike all you creators. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got two Poplus. I think I had two of all the Ewoks, but uh, I liked this one. Just, I don't know, it had a different kind of color scheme. And, you know, some compared to Lumad, you know, it had to it. Um, I mean, I do like uh, Ryan was saying with his Lumad, I've got the my original card backs and they're, you know, even the ones that I got as a kid, I got on the Jedi cards. So I don't remember when I got them, but I got them clearly the first time I saw them. So but, you know, I liked this one. But, you know, even though I was still buying them, I wasn't playing with them much at this point. So. Um, you know, I probably admired them and put them in the case. When you were buying them at this point, were you putting them away saying someday this will be worth something? Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay. No. All right. Uh, Chris, what about you? Any pop blue in your collection? I got a pop blue now, but it was acquired as an adult. Uh, again, like I said, I didn't have any of the last 17. I stopped probably halfway through Jedi, uh, when the siren song of G.I. Joe darkened my heart uh um so this is the speeder bike uh thief yes played by kenny baker right yes no yeah no he's good um he's got a a unique staff uh good detailing on his cowl Uh, underneath pretty much a generic ewok uh but looks good fills out a display can't have enough ewoks i guess Right, and I'm notice I'm looking at the coins of these figures, and the Lumac coin says Ewok Warrior, where the Poplu coin just says Ewok. <laughs> so maybe he Ewok was thief. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All right, uh, Jake, what about you? Uh, my story for Poplu mirrors Ryan's exactly. Um, I came across this in my early days of coming back into the hobby, like, uh, you know, 90, early 90s, trying to, like, be interested in Star Wars, not trying to be, but becoming more interested in Star Wars and wanting to fill in those holes. Um, So that's when Poplu came into my possession. Um, So not as a child. I grew up with this one. I only had about half the Power of the Force figures as a kid, and this was not one of them. So... Um, again, I didn't have the Ewok Village growing up either, so I don't think it was a real drive to try to get all the Ewoks as a kid. It was more like, um, uh, you know, lesser of a priority since they didn't have their village. You know, I didn't have their village to put them in. So, um, But, yeah, really cool figure. And uh, like you, I think someone already said, it stands out kind of from the rest of them. Yeah, that reddish-brown uh, fur coat he has definitely sticks out when you put them next to the other Ewoks. Uh, this is one of my favorites. I didn't have this one, but but I have it now, and definitely one of my favorites. All right, moving along, we're now into Power of the Force proper. These are the figures that were only released on the Power of the Force cards. They did not come on Return of the Jedi cards. And we're going to start out with R2-D2 with pop-up lightsaber. He also came with a Power of the Force collector coin like all the Power of the Force figures did. And this is the third uh, version of R2-D2. Is it really the fourth if you count the Dread Factory? Oh, one? yeah, that's right. I didn't really think mm-hmm. about that. But, yeah, you're right, Ryan. This would be the fourth version of R2-D2. 
Um, and maybe the fifth if you count the dome on the X-Wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the sixth if you count both X-Wings. Um, oh uh, we'll start with Ryan. Uh, I did, did not get this? him. I did not. I, I did not pick him up. Um, I don't remember even seeing him. I, I'll have a story about one of the figures later about seeing a lot of the Power of the Force stuff. But I don't remember this figure as a child. Um, and, I, you know, you look at the market prices on this guy now, it's crazy expensive. Um, him and the droids one. I actually picked him up, I guess, 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. I was working, I was running a um, privately owned video game store. And uh, we didn't have the best of business. Our owner didn't uh, always get us product. And so half my days I spent sitting there on the computer at work looking at eBay auctions. And uh, I got into the habit of just looking at uh, Star Wars lots, like lots of a bunch of figures, you know. And uh, this is one I happened to pick up an R2. And one of those lots of – with a bunch of Power of the Force figures at the time too – I think it was about 60 bucks, and there was probably five or six Power of the Force figures in there. I don't think you could touch a, a lightsaber or two uh, anymore, even without the lightsaber uh, at that price. So I felt very lucky. I happened to get a droid's uh, R2-D2 out of some of that, too, for extremely cheap. But, uh, yeah, it was never one I had as a kid. I remember – I think I had a friend who had one, I was so disappointed that the lightsaber wasn't full size. that had, like, a little bulb on the end and everything. But, yeah, not something I had. What about you, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I have. I got this one. Um, you know, the I'll, I've maybe have told this story here. I know I've told it in some places, but um, I found all of these last, you know, all the rest of the figures we're going to talk about today, and then everything we'll talk about at the next on the next show. By this point, I really was done with Star Wars. I I wasn't into Joe or Transformers. I'd sort of gotten into Lego for a couple of years. By this time, I was in junior high and whatever. For some reason, I got the Lego bug. But uh, I was at Toys R Us with my mother um, looking either for, you know, video game um, Legos. And we walked down the Star Wars aisle and she saw, you know, they had all these. Oh, they had the whole power of the force, all of them up there. And she goes, do you have all of these figures? And I'm like, well, no, I don't have any of those with the coins. And she goes, well, you should get them so you have a full set. And, <laughs> and I'm here. Wow. Uh, okay. So, you know, I went through and picked up each of these, all the power of the force figures. I mean, the, not the ones that I had, just the new ones. And, you know, we bought them all right then. And, you know, I took them home. For some, and we also got a Chewbacca bandolier strap on the same trip, which I never opened, and <laughs> and she never should. Yeah, yeah. don't open <laughs> that it. That thing now. is turned and, into the venom suit by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but whatever reason, I did open all these, and immediately, I'm sure, just put them in my you know little briefcase collectors cases, and never played with them, never did anything with them. But I've got them, and you know. So that's how I ended up with a full set of figures, not by my choice, because of my crazy collector mother who, you know, passed that crazy bug on to that, me. That's amazing. I don't think you have told that on this show before. Yeah. Um, 
So wow. yeah, that's how I got them all. So and they're all in great shape and complete and got all the weapons and you know they look really great in my display now. Uh, so but yeah, I like the R2. It was you know I you know in I didn't appreciate it then, but you know later on I was like this is a pretty cool figure. Um, you know it was cool that they updated the droids. You know as as they had the ability to do they never I, they only did the one update for three PO but um. You know, this, this, it was a, it's a cool figure. And yeah, it is crazy expensive now, which, you know, I don't really pay attention to things, the prices of things I'm not looking for. But yeah, when I, I did see these, uh, I don't know, even then how crazy they were. So, yeah, interesting, but cool figure. Chris, what about you? Yeah, um, obviously didn't have his kid, but this was the last figure that I acquired in completing my original vintage run. Um, yeah, the price on this guy has exploded recently. He now is just seeing stuff posts on Facebook on a, on a regular basis. Sometimes he's going north of uh, Yak Face prices, particularly if the uh, the sticker's in great shape. Um, so yeah, I got mine off, actually off Facebook and little controversy came up about it being a, a, a fake uh, saber or not. And so I was a little nervous when it arrived. So I drove over to Jason's house and was able to compare our sabers side by side and did all the requisite tests to verify its legitimacy. And it looked as legit as it gets. I mean, so uh, no, it's a great figure. Um, I don't know. It would have been kind of the, the sabers kind of weird. It would have been nice if it had been like a, just a lightsaber hilt, which we never really got in the vintage days. Um, but, you know, it's a good figure and a nice little update, a little something different on R2. So, good had, stuff. Had that been just a lightsaber hilt, it probably it would have been cool, I would agree. However, the price of that accessory oh, <laughs> would have been through the... I mean, imagine how many of those would have been lost. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't know if they could have held it in their hands if it was just like something that looked like an actual lightsaber hilt. Yeah. Uh, what about you, uh, Jake? Okay, so this is. <laughs> I need four figures still to complete my vintage run, and that includes the Ewoks and Droids line. And uh, Pop-Up uh, R2 is one of them. Both Pop-Up R2s are both of them. So, um, yeah, Droids and Power of the Force 2, I do not have. Um, again, my my interests were beyond. I don't have R2. It's still one of mine. I don't know when I'll get it because the price is just like you, uh, like you guys said. It just keeps going up and up and up. And... Uh, it, it just I, I think of when I have to pay wh- when in my life do I want to pay like five hundred dollars for one three and three quarter figure because that translates to you know like fifty you know black series figures or or vintage collections figures you know what I'm saying so yeah it's just hard for me to think about that as someone that's so you know focused on staying complete up to date and complete. It's hard to think about, you know, and I run on a budget, too. I run on a budget. I only have so much money I spend each month on my collection. you got to quit that Jurassic Park and, and Marvel <laughs> nonsense. 
right? And then just kind of <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, uh, camp. Um, Jake, you bringing up the point of, of how expensive these figures are, just loose, not even carded, just loose. Yeah. That um, for the last uh, holiday special party that I have every year, I decided to put all my power the, the last seventeen in a locked case. Not because I don't trust my friends who come over, but some of those parties, you don't always know who's coming over. And in years past, I thought, well, none of them will, probably nothing will get stolen. But even if it did, it'd be 100 bucks, maybe a max to, to, you know, repurchase some of this stuff. But now, I mean, now these figures are hitting 400 and up. It's uh, crazy. Right. Crazy, no, crazy. It's, yeah, it is it just man it really has taken the fun out of collecting vintage figures um at least for me i i just i am not because i i dabble in you know not just vintage but modern and you know other hasbro lines and other you know toy lines whatsoever it just it it, it it can't be part of the equation anymore, especially when I've got to the point where I am needing only a few pieces left. Um, I, I can't ever justify that huge chunk. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of always hoping for the Value Village run or the, you know, the the lot on eBay or Craigslist or something where you see something in the background. What our buddy Matt scored a uh, pop up. Uh, you know, here in the Seattle area, scored a pop-up lightsaber off of, uh, I can't remember if it was eBay or Craigslist, or maybe it was Goodwill. They have an auction site. But, I mean, it, w- it went for stupid, you know, low, because it was just in a pile of figures. And he had the, you know, an eagle eye to go, I think that looks like something I should go after. And so... I got my George one, yeah, very similar. Yeah, there you go. So the, so. the $1 blick, flick story. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the R2 does come with a nice coin. I like this coin. R2-D2 Rebel Droid. It's got a picture of R2 with an X-Wing to his to the um, one side of him and the, the Death Star 2 on the other. Um, next figure on the, in the list is the A-Wing Pilot. Ryan, did you have the A-Wing Pilot? No, I did not. Um, I didn't have this one for years. When I was working on uh, finishing up my uh, my run of the original figures, uh, I picked him up kind of late in the game because he was always cheap. <laughs> it was never like the hard one to get. It was you saw him everywhere. I got a nice mint looking one. It didn't. It doesn't have a gun. I don't always worry about accessories on mine. But uh, yeah, I probably picked this one up. Maybe six, seven years ago, finally, and uh, eh, that's that's where he is. And Matt, your yeah, mom, your mom uh, talked you into buying this. Talked me into getting, you know, a wing pilot. Um, you know, I've come to really like this one. I like all the Rebel pilot figures just because they're, you know, stark colors that you were not seeing on a lot of other figures. Uh, I mean, I never had an a wing. Um, but yeah, I still I, I like today. I like the figure. At the time, I probably thought it was all right. Um, with you know, just a, a, like I didn't have a you know B wing to put the B wing pilot in, so that obviously was not something that bothered me too much. So, uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, this is one that I got for uh, Christmas from my wife. 
several years ago, but she didn't realize when she purchased it, it didn't come with the weapon. Oh. So for years I had an incomplete A-Wing a pilot and it came down to that was the last accessory I had to pick up. And it's the black indoor blaster, like the Death Star gunner and, and he have, which is the really expensive, really hard one to get. But at the last celebration, I had an opportunity to pick up a carded uh, Death Star gunner. But the really nice thing about it was the gun was loose. It had come loose from the tape inside on, on the bubble in the figure. And there was a crack in the bubble. So you could actually bounce the weapon out of the the bubble and keep the figure carded with the coin all card all together. And at that point I was like, okay, I can just, I can't justify a hundred dollars for this microscopic piece of plastic, but for a little bit more than that, I can justify a full carded figure and be able to complete my vintage run. So that's how I completed mine. Um, he doesn't have the, the stewy head of the B wing pilot, but I think the body is just a, a, a repaint of the B wing. Isn't it? No, it's different. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Different uh -oh. chest boxes and, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have the football-shaped helmet. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have the Stewie head. I know the heads are definitely... Oh, right, right. So, but no, he's a good figure, and yeah. there you go. Jake, what are your thoughts on the uh, A-Wing pilot? Uh, thoughts on it were, I did not grow up with this one, did not have it. Uh, I inherited it from a buddy who... Um, you know, he, he left his, he went out, he went away to animation school and then moved to California and said, hey, I just want you to hold on to my stuff because, you know, I became the super Star Wars nut um, out of our friend group. And, you know, and he kind of just, you know, carried on. And so uh, I inherited through Steve. Uh, I appreciate that, Steven. And, uh, yeah, this is a different mold uh, completely, actually, from the... Um, the B-Wing, so the A-Wing is definitely different. Um, uh, but you know what? It's, um, you know, it's a good figure to have. Uh, I don't have the correct blaster, obviously, because, you know, that, that thing is so microscopic. I don't, you know, it's that, that's why the value of it is not because it's the last 17, but because it is so stinking small. Everybody and their mother lost this, you know, in the carpet or in the car seat or, you know, cracks yeah. and everywhere else um but yeah it's um you know it it i, I didn't have the a-wing either growing up so this wasn't like a go-to piece right um this is one something i felt i needed to have whereas you know we you, you want an x-wing luke because you have an x-wing you know you to pair those things that was the magic of this line that you know they made the drivers and the vehicles and i think that's the magic that you know, again, to go back to G.I. Joe that they captured in that line, too. They, pre they they provided vehicles that had drivers and you wanted to always match those. Right. Um, and so since I didn't have the A-Wing um, because, you know, I didn't have any droids or Ewoks figures growing up whatsoever, I was completely out of it by 85, 100 percent. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any fond memories of this figure other than acquiring it as uh, as an adult or from a buddy. My story is this one is also I got this as an adult um, in the late 90s. I bought it in Nashville, Tennessee when I lived there. Um, 
later moving to back to Michigan for briefly, and then uh, I made a bigger move from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Seattle, Washington in 2003. And around 2005, I decided to start unpacking some things and look through some of my figures, and I realized I was missing the tiny black blaster that this guy came with. I looked everywhere for it. I'm still looking for it. Like, it's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. Um, but, you know, we're, you know, 13 years later and I'm still looking for it. Still haven't huh. found it. Um, I don't like repro weapons, so I don't buy those for my figures. Um, I like to have the original weapons. So with this guy, I had to, for some reason, I had an extra Leia and or A-Wing blaster around. So I just gave it to him to, like, display with. And I thought, heck, no one will even notice. <laughs> And then, like, the first time Chris Moorhead's over at my house, he looked at that and he said, you know, you know you've got the wrong blaster with your A-Wing pilot. And I'm like, yes, I know that, and I can't believe you noticed that. <laughs> so I'm kind of at the point now where I think maybe I should just display him without a blaster rather than display him with that incorrect blue blaster from the, from the uh, B-Wing pilot slash Leia. I don't know. I want that blaster. I don't want to pay $200 for that blaster. Um, so I'm kind of like Chris was before he found that, uh, that, that, uh, Death Star Gunner. <laughs> I need one. It really is the last thing, the last weapon I need to complete my vintage run. You're not counting the, uh, I, I noticed when we were over at, uh, your place, mm -hmm. uh, for the life day party, the, um, alternate, the flip flop in the colors of the, Java band member. No, that doesn't exist in my universe. I don't care about that. I don't care about that stuff. I have every figure with an original weapon that they came with. So, so, so you don't, I don't want another. I don't want another set of Cantina members. I don't want to display two sets of them. So you don't want a orange snake because you have a brown. Uh, or I want brown the brown. Because... Yeah, I want the brown snake. But but my Yoda <laughs> is complete. He's got the orange snake. I consider him complete. But yes, I do want that brown snake Yoda. And I passed one up. Chris Moorhead pointed one out to me at last we celebration. We were together at celebration. You yeah. Passed. I thought, I don't know what I was thinking. I walked away from it, and I went back, like, the next day, and, of course, it was gone. Yeah, it was a fair price for one uh, at the time. That was a big mistake. Okay. There's there's some pieces like that that I, like we said, I, I, I kind of fell off the Star Wars wagon here at the end. But when I was in it, I was in it deep, and I had both a blue and a green Luke Jedi saber growing up. I had a brown and an orange snake growing up. I mean, I just like I had so many of them when I was into it. But then at the end is when I dropped off, and unfortunately, those are the expensive ones. But let's go back to celebration real quick. Uh, we keep talking about it. Um, who's all going, Matt? I know you're going, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan, you're sitting this one out. I am not going. That's correct. Okay, and Jason, um, you're well, up I in the air. I don't have. I don't have. I don't have. I didn't. I didn't get the pass. Okay. And I think most of the days are sold out. Um, I was thinking about maybe just going for a day or two, like on a Sunday and a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents don't live terribly far away from from Chicago. And oh, there you go. So I'm still undecided. How about that? Okay. Chris? I have a five-day pass. I just need to find myself a room. 
There you go. Yeah, I know. Those those <laughs> still been irritated about the room situation. And of course I'm going too. So all right. So um sounds like possibly all but Ryan. Ryan, two celebrations. Are you gonna make it? Yeah, I'll be fine. I I've actually uh I delayed I was planning on going to this one and I really looked at finances. After you buy a house, of course things change a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh I decided I really couldn't afford this, but I'm um I'm put this one off to do two other trips. I'm actually going to do a trip to Japan uh, in 2020 with kids. Uh, awesome. I'm taking middle schoolers to Japan, so I get a free trip for that one. You should get a uh, lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, when I went to Italy with kids a couple years ago, it was really a lot of fun. So Yeah, you've done a lot of traveling. which you I, know. I have. I've done a lot of traveling over the years. I kind of got to take a little break for a little bit, but uh, – yeah, you know, it, it's it's changed a little bit. I was really planning on celebration being in Anaheim this year. Yeah. And when it changed, it was very hard for me to like because I've never been to Chicago, so I wanted to go to Chicago, but it, it was like I still want to do Anaheim. I want to do the Galaxy's Edge thing, and you know, I don't even know if that's going to happen yet or not. But it's so uh, it's one of those things where I just like I, I don't think I can do it this time, and I. Once I decided not to do it, it made it a lot easier rather than going back and forth on it constantly. So speaking of Galaxy's Edge, uh, I got a hotel room booked in August. Anyone else going to brave the craziness of Disney's new uh, Star Wars resort next year? Is it for sure going to open then? Uh, it's summer. That's summer for Disneyland. Right. Yeah, no summer. Matt? Uh, I'm going to try, but... Yeah, I'm not brave enough to book a room until, <laughs> I mean, I know it's a, you know, that's probably the smart move is to roll the dice. And I mean, just logically, I'd go to the one in Florida, which I guess is, they say that's in the fall. Late yeah. fall. Yeah. So it's sort of like if I book for like this week next year, you know, there theoretically you it should be open, mm-hmm. but uh, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I really want to go to that hotel. Are they not doing the hotel in California, are they? That's only they a world. Yeah. They are not. I mean, that's what I want to do, but that's going to be. Don't crazy. we all? But that's, that's way going to be. Yeah. That's I think it's be nuts. Two grand for a family of four for two nights, I think is what I heard. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. It's going to be. Uh, costumes, everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It's going to be amazing. All right. All right, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> How many people can you squeeze into one of those rooms? Let's see. Right? Well, I was like, just this is my husband, Jason. This is our child, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And this is our brother, Matt. Uh, yes, and these are our other three cousins or whatever. <laughs> like, could you squeeze ten people into one of those rooms? Right. Oh, all right. I bet, I bet there's a per-person price on that because of the experience, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next figure we're looking at is Han Solo in Carbonite Chamber. This is a good one, I think. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I had this figure as a kid. Uh, in fact, this is one of my favorite stories from childhood. Is I was well into G.I. Joe like you guys, but I walked into a uh, pay and save back before they were pay less or anything else. Yes. Pay and save down in Woodenville. Man, I haven't heard that for as long as I haven't heard Piggly Wiggly. Do you no. remember the Piggly Wiggly? No? Well, I, walked, I walked. Yes. Fan save. Yeah, oh, we, we still got Piggly Wiggly. What? 
You still have Piggly Wigglies? Well, we, not not here on the East Coast, but in the Midwest, yeah. When I lived in Nashville, when I went to college in Nashville, Tennessee, there were Piggly Wigglies there. Shop yeah. the pig, man. There were no idea. They were out still here, around. were they? Hmm? West Coast. Oh, yeah. There was one in Sumner. Absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. We had Piggly Wigglies around here. That's crazy. I just found out that there was a Shakey's still in the area. So those are, that, those are uh, two things, two franchises I haven't heard or knew was around for a long time. Wow. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> so uh, I walked in the pan save and they had a spinner rack full of Power of the Force figures, all at 99 cents a piece. And uh, I was like, you know, I was looking at them like, these are cool. They did a bunch of figures I kind of always wanted. And that Han and Carbonite was one I'd really wanted i was one of those kids who would put a han solo in a drinking glass put it in the freezer to make my haunted carbonate but i never had the patience to actually let it freeze i don't know if you guys had that too but uh <laughs> he never actually got fully frozen but when i saw this i was like oh my gosh i actually made this figure so i bought it i mean it was a buck it was pretty cheap um and i took it home and i mean i still have it. it's in great shape i still have the card back with the 99 cent price tag on it and uh, I feel so lucky that I actually got it, even though the Han Solo figure's got to be one of the worst Han Solo figures there is. The neck on him, well, the absence of a neck, let's say, <laughs> on that figure is is awful. Uh, especially like you go from Endor Han, which is one of my favorite figures, to that. But and you know the carbonite isn't accurate. It's made that you can put the figure directly into it. It's kind of molded to the figure rather than having the hands up like we're used to in the movie. But I still loved it. It was an actual haunted carbonite. Um, you know, for play, I'd actually put this in the freezer a little bit to get that, that icy sheen on the carbonite look for, for stuff. I, I don't know. It was a little weird that crap. But, uh, yeah, I'm still proud that I picked this figure up for 99 cents back then. Nice. Matt? Yeah. Yeah, this was one of the ones that, you know, I picked up on that haul. Uh, but... Yeah, you know, I, I said I put most of them straight into a case. I I imagine there were a couple that I remember that I did play with, uh, you know, quite a bit. I have I have strong memories of, and this is one of them. And yeah, I never understood, and I still don't understand why he's got that bull neck. I mean, it's not necessary for the for the gimmick. Um, but yeah, I I I found a lot of you know, opportunities to get some value out of this guy. I thought it would, and it, I still like it. You know, that's, it's not a figure that they've ever like mastered and come out with, you know, one that's just, you know, leaps and bounds, like they never have to touch it again. So, I mean, this one still has its charms. I like that you could see through the carbonite, you know, it was kind of translucent. So you could see the figure behind it again, not screen accurate. That's not how Han was in the carbonite. Um, but I thought it was a neat, a neat thing. It was just, you know, it was like almost like getting two figures for the price of one. And, you know, I, you know, I was a Han Solo fan as a kid. So I thought, you know, it was a pretty cool figure that I probably wanted back after Empire. Um, but I'm glad we got at the very end, at least. The, the coin that comes with him kind of reminds you that that's not what he looks like in carbonite because <laughs> yeah. the coin is a close-up on his, ha- his face and hands sticking right. out just to let you know that no that's not exactly what he looks like I'm, I'm the coin's awesome i love this coin chris what about you did you, you didn't have this figure 
No, I didn't have it growing up. I have it now. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird Han. He's arguably has the worst head up there with the big head original Han. It's something is just he looks constipated or bloated <laughs> or something. Something's just not going. He's not feeling well. That carbonite sickness is just running havoc on his system. The, the body of the figure looks pretty good. It's a little the chest is awfully big, um, but the, the carbonite block's cool. But we already had gotten a carbonite block in the Slave One, so I was kind of like wondered why we got this figure. It almost, looking down the list, I almost wonder why we didn't get a Stormtrooper Han in this slot. I mean, it would have made a lot more sense, but have a, a missed opportunity, so I don't know. Uh, Jake, I would love a Stormtrooper Han, and that's why I uh, adore the Kenner's Fruit Loops uh, Stormtrooper Han uh, Melloway when Hasbro finally did it. Um, because yeah, I would have loved to have that figure in the Power of Force Two line. Um, but yes, I did have this figure as a kid, and it saw a lot of play. It did. Um, I agree with everything that's said about his. <laughs> neck in or lack thereof and uh but yeah i did not have the slave one growing up so i didn't have a carbonite han this was my carbonite han so um this saw a lot of play in regards to the java scenario and uh you know best been play and uh the fact that he snapped into the um the carbonite chamber was you know a super bonus i think my han literally spent more time in the carbonite than outside of it. So um, that was a great feature. And the fact that it was translucent and you can see him through it, um, I love that factor. And, you know, I don't think that's really been done well since um, Hasbro's taken over. I would love to see kind of a vintage nod toward a really translucent carbonite block, you know. Um, they've done some cool things. You know, they've done, uh, shoot, what series was it where they had it actually turning red? Saga 2. Saga 2. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you have carbonite sickness. Um, they really do need to, I think, uh, it would be a great, you know, uh, vintage collection figure to actually make a Han that has that kind of translucent, uh, effect that we got as a kid. That, that would be awesome but uh yeah i love this figure growing up and uh yeah it's uh it's quality except for the neck <laughs> i didn't have this figure i the only han solo figure i had as a kid for most of my childhood was the large head han from uh from a new hope and i did get eventually get the best han but that was right before i quit collecting so i was like ryan mentioned you know hearing of kids trying to freeze the han i used to freeze my uh, Star Wars, A New Hope Han in ice. Um, I used to had a, had a tray that I would put them in. Sometimes I would put aluminum foil in the tray to kind of mm -hmm. give it more of a movie-accurate look. But I would do that, and then I'd watch him thaw out, and I thought it was a lot of fun. So I would have loved to have this figure as a kid. My only memory as in, the, in childhood of, of this figure was I had a good friend who we collected uh, named Brett, and we collected Star Wars figures together. We were both into it, and um, we even like teamed up to do mail-aways from the catalogs, and he was just a good 
Star Wars friend. And when I switched to G.I. Joe, he did not. And I remember him asking me to come over to his house to look at the new figures, and he showed me the Han Solo Carbonite figure with the coin. He also showed me the Imperial Dignitary with the coin. And I think he was trying to say, hey, you should get back into Star Wars. Look at these coins. And and it just wasn't enough. But um, I still remember seeing those figures. And uh, uh, possibly I should have got back into Star Wars because I would have saved a lot of money had I bought these figures back then. But um, I think this is a great figure. I love the gimmick of the, the see-through carbonite block. Um, if, uh, if they did update this, like you guys are saying, they'd really have to work hard to make those hands, uh, in the right, uh, position, you know, it almost, I don't know how they could even get the articulation right to do that. Maybe it would be like some removable arms that were in that position if it was going to be see-through. I don't know. Interesting idea though. Um... Next on the list is the Imperial Dignitary. Uh, Ryan, did you have this guy? Not as a kid, but I'm a, I'll tell you a story that might make some of you cry. Um, uh, I did not have him as a kid, but I bought this figure when I first joined Sarlacc in the late 90s. Um, guy who was a regular part back then named Greg Hansen was coming to our meetings and I knew I needed to get Imperial Dignitary. He, he was one of mine that I needed to check off. And Greg had a tri-logo carded Imperial Dignitary. And it wasn't the best card, but, you know, it was a carded figure. Uh, at the time, and still, I, I do not own any carded figures, which tells you something already. But uh, I, I bought this. He, he sold it to me for a very good price. He was haggling with me because I said, you know, I really shouldn't buy it. I don't collect carded. I only do loose. And he's like, you know what? You you buy it, I'll open it for you. <laughs> and I ended up buying it from him, and I cut open the bubble on the very top to pull the figure out. Mm. So I, I still have the card with bubble attached and everything. But, yeah, I had a Trilogo Imperial Dignitary that I, I, I opened up in the late 90s. <laughs> you know, I didn't have any carded figures, and I still don't. I kind of want to get some carded figures now. And so I'm like, gosh, I actually had one. And opened it, and so I kind of kicked myself a little bit for that. But I have a very nice mint Imperial Dignitary in my collection. You probably have one of the few that doesn't have a little uh, ding on his nose. Yeah, he looks right. good. Yeah. Um, Matt, you like this yeah. guy? This is the other, you know, one of the other ones that I played with a lot. You know, I know that this is you sort of always with the, a lot. Yeah, this is the what one that's always like the He's butt the of the joke figure in all of like, Star Wars. <laughs> he can't even hold a weapon. <laughs> I know. I don't understand it. I don't know what I did with him, but I remember <laughs> liking him a lot. Maybe because he looked so weird, or what? Because I mean, like now I'm sort of a, a Palpatine collector. I mean, I'm not like full on focus, but I got a lot of, I like Palpatine and I get that sort of stuff. So now it would make sense. But back then I was not. And, but I, I liked him. I remember playing with him. I and yeah, maybe I'm, I'm clearly a weird kid or was a weird kid because it never occurred to me to freeze one of my on solos and <laughs> clearly everyone else was doing it. Um, but while you were all messing around in the kitchen, I was playing with the Imperial dignitary and I still think he's, you know, he's pretty cool. He's unique looking and 
Yeah, there. I'll, so I'll, exciting. I'll stand he's an exciting by. figure, yeah. He's not an exciting figure. Old guy but, in robes that can't hold anything. You know, okay, I mean, he's they're as exciting as you make them, right? You know, at the end of the day, they're all just tongues of plastic. It's what you do with them, so. Well, you know, Anakin's the same way, really, but yes. Yeah, well, yeah. But, yeah, I, I liked them. I spent some quality time with them back in 84 or 5, and, <laughs> Yeah, it's got a special place in my heart. <laughs> and, and I guess this is the one that they, you know, the two dignitaries they made back during the Saga collection days. This is not one of them. Nope. Right. No. Yeah. One of the one of the few that they still need to to remake after 25 years or however long it's been of, of modern figures. I, yeah, I wonder why they've never remade him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, want, I want you need to say I want an update of this guy. Him and Gonk droid. You know, they're... <laughs> yeah. No, they they need to re update. I would love a, a, a modern version of this guy. I want all of them, all of the Imperial Dignitaries. How many are there total? Like six? I was going to say, how many are there? Good question. Yeah. I think that Steven uh, Sansweet uh, book from the late 90s, the Action Figure Archive book. The I one Jake right was talking here. The one that Jake was talking about. I think that in that book, yeah. it actually has a picture of all of them. One, two, three, four, five. So there's, there's five. that famous picture of like all of them, like, like, you know, huddled up for the camera. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's five. We we have clearly never had this guy in blue with like a extra high hat. Um, we've never had. Yeah. There's about there, there's two we've never had done before in the Hasbro or Canner line. So that's a battle pack ready to go. Oh, geez. Yeah, this, right. this guy, is yeah. this supposed to be the guy in Solo who hangs out at Vader's, Vader's Palace? Ooh, I oh, would like that. Rogue One? You mean Rogue you mean One? Rogue yeah, one. In Rogue One. In Rogue One. There's, uh, yeah, there's similarities. Yeah. There, uh, yeah. I don't think... Well, this guy's name is Sim Alu. Allegedly. Right. I guess they... Yeah, and, they, and the they, guy in, in, in Rogue One is not... Has right. a different name. But they have scrubbed all of this old backstory, so who knows? You might be yeah, it some might of be. those names popped up in I think the Wendig novels, if I remember correctly. Um some of the the, the names of these it's not Similu, it's one of the other guys we got from Hasbro. Uh actually popped up in one of the Wendig novels and another one if I remember correctly, but yeah. Alright. Uh Chris. Yeah, I'm waiting for that modern battle pack of the five guys doing battle in the Imperial Senate, sh- schmoozing, and you know you can see that smug little grin on his face on the vintage figure. He's a uh, he's unique. He looks different than everything else. He's great for filling out a, a display um, with the Emperor, a few royal guards packed in behind them. I was gonna say, Chris, you know what would go well with that battle pack is another figure that stands around and does nothing, which would be an Emperor's Royal Guard. <laughs> oh, that'd be the bubble fed of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yes, they get choked out in uh, cutscenes, so they do have some acting the, skills. The uh, uh-huh. the Royal Guard is to Revenge of the Sith what Boba Fett is to uh, Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. So. Well, they're ne- they're making more movies, so yeah, your, he, Roy- your royal guard may have his day yet. He's showing up in more movies. I mean, he was in uh, a Rogue, Rogue One. Huh? Um, we didn't get one in Solo. He might be in the boat in the new uh, Mandalorian series. 
yeah. takes place after Jedi, maybe maybe those guys are doing something for once. <laughs> well, in fairness, with that helmet on, you can't do anything. I mean, the people who costume as royal guards, they have to have a spotter because they're going to kill themselves in that costume. I mean, the Emperor, like Snoke, made the same mistake. He's got all these guys that are supposedly on the on the clock to guard him. Um, their one job is to not let... I mean, the Royal Guard's one job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't get killed. And they failed, just like Snoke's Well, guards. the Emperor told them to leave. I mean, you know, you do what the boss tells you to do. If the President tells the uh, Secret, um, Service. Secret Service to like leave and he gets killed, I think it's still their fault. So, yeah. whatever. whatever. I, you know, who knows? No. Are you going to argue with somebody who's going to shoot lightning at you, though? I mean, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, Jake, what do you think of the Imperial Dignitary? I think the Imperial Dignitary is um, the least exciting of, I think, every Star Wars action figure. Honestly, I think it is. Uh, it is a pretty um, less exciting than Medine. <sighs> Medine came of the staff. Yeah, you, you know what, I'll Jake? Think... You weren't on the show where we talked about some of those really bad skiff guards, were you? No. <laughs> yeah, but at least they came with weapons, right? Every skiff guard comes with a weapon. This, this guy, and, and you know what? And they were involved in a scene that actually kicked butt, and you know whether they were getting cut down by Luke or. You know, what have you. That that was at least an action-packed scene. This here is a dignitary, for lack of a better word. Um, this dude is a, you know, a lackey that stands around and has about four seconds of screen time. Does not come with an accessory. Doesn't even have hands that can hold an accessory. Um, it is it is the least exciting action uh figure of the series like i said i mean i would take any droids or ewoks figure over this figure um did not have it growing up uh acquired it as an adult um but it is it, it is just lacks anything um I, I do find amusement in the fact that uh, Trent Bailey is a collector out there who is an actually focused collector of Imperial Dignitaries. And I do think that is absolutely hilarious um, because it is the least action of any action figure almost ever created. It was just the precursor of what we get with Revenge of the Sith with all the dignitaries and senators and People in robes that do nothing, basically. It's true, but here's the difference, though. Those things are sculpted uh, to an nth degree. Most of them come with some type of accessory. I don't know. There's some there's some um, collectability, excitement, or something that's built into them that you don't get with this figure. You get a coin, and that is it. And that is just not uh, that's not doing it for me. Is this the now, only purple Star Wars figure from the vintage run? Uh, from the vintage run, I think yes. Can't think of anything uh, else. Yeah. You know, mm. it, as much crap as I'd like to talk about this figure, I absolutely am waiting for the day that they do him in a modern version, though. So, um, you know, so just disregard everything I said. I want a modern version of him. Oh, speaking of which, okay. I'm, while we're talking, I've watched 
there are six of them in Return of the Jedi in the oh. procession. Oh, okay. When they're, you know, you know, when they arrive at the Death Star, there's clearly six. So, well, that's interesting. As Sansweet book only features five. I wonder who is uh, missing from that. It's picture. a long shot, so you don't really get good. You know, yeah, you can't really. But there's six of them. Do any of those guys go to conventions to sign? Oh my gosh! Please, they were all old. They've got to be dead, right? (laughs) Unfortunately, Matt, maybe the sixth guy was the porter, just taking everybody's bags. Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) This is where uh, this is this is the con I want. I want the B. I want them. I want the B squad to show up at a convention. I want a convention focused on not the Mark Hamels, not the Peter Mayus, not the, you know, the Darth Maul, the, the, the Ray Parks. I want people like if you were an Imperial Guard, if you were a background character, I want you to appear at this convention because that is what we're missing. At least here in the Pacific Northwest, we never get anybody that is a minor character in Star Wars. That would be a fantastic convention. The the B roll. That would be cool. Um, and we took someone mentioned Greg Hansen earlier. Yeah. Was it yep. you, Brian? Yeah. Um, Greg Hansen, one of our Sarlacc friends who who, who mm-hmm. no longer lives in the area. He, yeah, you know, we've talked to him a lot about autographs because that's his focus. And you know, he said some of those guys who sign as stormtroopers or Jawas may not always be stormtroopers or Jawas and more like con men who say they were. And it's sometimes you got to really do some work to figure out uh, if they really were in the movie or not, or if they're just conning conning signatures and i know there's been a few i think there was a stormtrooper uh, i'd have to talk to i'd have to have greg to explain this one because i don't know the details but um some of that stuff's hard to uh to confirm uh i remember there was a uh convention here in tacoma in about 99 2000 that was and, great uh, wasn't it well greg and there was another one there was a rival convention Ex friend of his that put on one right there around the same time, Millennium Con, um, and they had a guy show up uh, who was Hal, and uh, I can't think of his last name right now, but he claimed to be a Jawa, and apparently there was some like controversy in regards to whether he actually was a Jawa or not. Or so yes, no, I absolutely agree with you in the fact that you know some of those minor B roll type characters you do need to. Uh, be careful with yeah um as far as my thoughts on imperial dignitary i think he looks great i probably wouldn't have enjoyed this figure as a kid but as an adult collector he's for me a must well they're all must-haves for me but definitely this guy uh looks good and i like the different color that he kind of puts a different color into the collection that's not there so yeah um moving on to something that looks a little more aggressive than this guy the uh, Imperial Gunner. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you again. Uh, I think I picked him up at Pay and Save as well. I, I can't remember exactly, but I did have him as a kid because I loved the design of the the, the figure. Um, it was one of those just from the early days. I really liked that helmet and wanted that that character. And so when it finally came out, I was excited and had to get it. So for 99 cents, how can you pass it up? Um 
you know, it's not totally accurate to the film. Uh, Hasbro's done a much better job of getting that accurate, but still, I love this figure. I love the red in the visor. I think that is so cool. Um, it, it's a great figure. He, he just looks cool. Uh, they kind of updated the design, of course, for Rogue One, but uh, I'm really glad we got him. He may have the most, ex- one of the most expensive and pointless tiny blasters there is, and I don't have mine, but uh, I-, I think he's a cool figure. Uh, Chris, it's an awesome figure. I love this guy. He's an amazing. Uh, one of my, I always loved that design as a kid, uh, the character, but I never knew they released this figure until probably till I was an adult because I, I just never saw it on the pegs. Wasn't looking for it. Didn't know it was coming. So. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the highlights of the power of the force, uh, line. Um, that blaster is a pain in the rear if you don't have one to get your hands on. Um, but I kind of have two, so I'm really happy to have my two. So yeah, good figure. Uh, Matt. Yeah, I liked him. He was, uh, you know, Imperial trooper, you know, for all practical purposes and, so I, you know, I, I, I liked him. If if he had come out a couple of years earlier, I probably would have got a several of them and, you know, put them around on my Death Star. But um, yeah, it was, I liked it. I liked the design. Jake, uh, any good memories of the Imperial Gunner? Uh, memories of picking him up as an adult, um, and then later on trying to, um, you know, figure out where he sat in, you know, displays that I would set up as a, um, you know, as a collector, as trying to sort figures, and then discovering that he is specifically a Return of the Jedi um, Imperial Gunner and not a New Hope. So uh, putting him on Death Star 2 as opposed to uh, the original Death Star was about the uh, extent of... (laughs) my uh playtime with this figure so not didn't have him as a kid but uh acquired him later on do you guys um display this guy on your uh uh kenner death star playset in inside the uh in the gunner <laughs> position that that would be inaccurate inaccurate so no <laughs> well I, i'm sacrilegious my my vintage uh playset has modern figures on it mm. okay well, uh, Matt, where do I put them on my Death Star? Yeah, I've got a display case for all my vintage, you know, mm-hmm. on the wall. Just you know, if and then the extras get put in my vehicles, and I don't have an extra one of this guy, mm-hmm. but I would put him in there if I had an extra. Okay, same here. I have one on display just uh, with the line of figures, but. If I did have an extra, I probably would put him in that seat because it's it's made for him. I don't <clears throat> really care if it's what movie it's from, uh, Jake, but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look accurate to either movie, so I'm not going to care that much. But how much are these guys go without the blaster? These guys aren't terribly expensive. I don't. Oh yeah, they are. You push it. They're starting to get close to a hundred. Just lose. Uh, okay. Wow. All right. I may <laughs> I may be not wanting to buy another one then, just for that. <laughs> All right. With lots of rubs on it, you probably get it much cheaper, but uh, Mm. yeah, they're getting expensive. Okay. And uh, the last figure that we're going to leave off with tonight is another cool one, I think. Uh, Luke Skywalker 
an Imperial Stormtrooper outfit. This time we're going to start with Jake. What do you think of this guy, Jake? I absolutely love this figure. I had this growing up. Um, Luke Skywalker was my jam growing up. Um, I had a buddy across the street, Saul. Saul Becker was my Star Wars buddy growing up. And uh, we both had figures. We both played together. We both um, He lived literally across the street, so we spent a lot of time together playing Star Wars. He, uh, when we played, always took on Han Solo. And I remember I was kind of peeved about that because he got the girl. He got Princess Leia. Um, and so um, I, by default, he was one year older than I was. I was Luke Skywalker. So um, I loved Luke Skywalker, but I was also kind of jealous that I couldn't be um, Han Solo and get the girl. Um, but by this point, though, Luke Skywalker was who I was. And so by the time this figure came out, I was absolutely about it. Um, had the Luke Skywalker Stormtrooper, and uh, I thought it was a far superior Stormtrooper when you put the helmet on than the, you know, obviously the Stormtrooper that we had got since 78 uh, that had no like neck rotation or anything, right? Um, and so I love this figure for multiple reasons. A, it was Luke. B, it was, you know, more articulated than the original Stormtrooper once you put the helmet on. Um, absolutely loved it, loved it, loved it. Wish they had a Han back then, but also at the same time was kind of confused. I remember being confused going like, why do we get this figure now? I mean, why do we get it now? We should have had this figure years ago. So, um, I remember thinking it was odd that we got a Stormtrooper, a Luke, um, years after, you know, Return of the Jedi. But uh, love this figure. It's a great figure. Still have it today. Still love it today. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, I got this one near the end of my completing my vintage run. Uh, it's a great figure. I, I don't understand how they didn't think to, to release Luke and Han in Stormtrooper outfits, just swapping the heads. It would have been so cheap for them to have done, and people would have bought two. I mean, I guarantee you, you saw two those two hanging on the pegs. If you could have, you would have bought both. I mean, this is not a question. Uh, removable helmets were always fantastic back then. It wasn't all that new of a thing. I mean, Je it was only Jedi that we started getting the removable helmets. Um yeah, unfortunately, for doing like a custom vintage Han nowadays, it's a little pricey to just be picking up a Stormtrooper Luke, especially with that helmet. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, fantastic figure. Can't complain. Matt, did you play with this figure? Um, a little, because I remember thinking it was cool. I liked the ones where the helmets came off. Uh, it, it never occurred to me like that. They've got to do the Han now, you know, that they had done the Luke, but you know, it certainly would have made sense. Um, all it did was make me really want a Vader with a removable helmet. That was always, you know, once, once they showed that they could do that, that was the removable helmet figure I wanted. And of course we didn't get it for, you know, 15 years, I, but, I, uh, man, I just want to start. I think people take, take removable helmets for granted now yeah like, like how special was that when they 
actually were able. No, to it was this. Like, it was a huge yeah. thing, and now it's not a really a big thing anymore. But right back then, Bo- Boosh, oh. That was the whole thing. The only reason I like that Boosh figure was because it had a removable helmet, and I always left the helmet on. But it was cool that it could come off, and it was the same with this this Luke one to the extent that I, you know, played with it before I put it away forever. But luckily, I did because I've still got the helmet and all these guys with the tiny little guns. I've still got their tiny little guns, so nice. Worked out that way, but yeah, I liked it. I liked the Luke figure, and I think it was cool that once they did get around to making new figures, that Han was one of the first ones they did, and they made it special by doing it as a mail away. Yeah, that was such a cool Han. That that Fruit Loops mail away Han from Power of the Force Two era. That's got to be, like Jake said, that's like one of the all-time best mail-aways ever. Um, okay. Uh, Ryan. Uh, I didn't we'll have this as a kid. Uh, I remember seeing it on the pegs at Pay and Save and passed on him at the time. It was one I kind of wanted. I liked the removable helmet, like you guys have said. But I went ahead and passed on it. Uh, I picked him up in the late 90s. I was on the, the Star Wars um, news groups back before... Facebook and everything else. I was on the news groups, buying, selling, trading, talking, all that sort of stuff. And I picked him up without a helmet. Uh, and then I was a college kid. I mean, it was hard enough to afford the figure. I couldn't afford to get the helmet. So I bought, uh, this will be terrible for a lot of people, I bought a repro helmet. But not only did I buy a repro helmet, I bought an unpainted one and decided to paint it myself. Um, that helmet looks terrible. The, it, it's become really tacky because I didn't use a good paint on it. So it looks like the Stormtrooper helmet's actually melting. <laughs> One of these days, I'll have to actually pick up the, the real helmet for mine. But, uh, I yeah, I just have the Luke by himself uh, for now. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny to look back at that. Yeah, um, between repro helmets and taking car, you know, vintage figures off of cards, you're, you're getting... You're making a lot of friends today, Ryan. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of the last vintage uh, figures of the original run that I ended up buying, and it was, I think I got this around 2000, yeah, 2010. And um, I remember buying it, and I was uh, looking at the, the blaster, because the, that blaster, I think, is unique to this figure. It's um, a very black plastic Yep. And I don't think it's I you know I could be wrong, but I don't think it's the same one that I think it's a little different than the uh, blasters that come with the uh, stormtroopers and other Imperials from earlier in the line. Um, and I remember I was just really lucky enough because in Seattle we just ha- happen to have like um, Uber collectors who know have, who really know their stuff, and Gus Lopez happened to be there when I was buying it. it just kind of my luck and he actually looked at the helmet and the blaster and said these are the real things so i felt a little better spending 125 dollars on this figure in 2010 um that that was like you know that to me i mean that seemed insane to me but i wanted it so badly um but i think this guy goes for more than that now if he's complete I yeah, looked... is about what I paid for mine mm-hmm. around the same time. Yeah, so um, it's a good figure. And that is the figure we're going to leave it with today. But like we usually do, I want to say you're at the store with your mom or your dad or 
or whoever, and they're going to buy you one of these figures. You're at the store. It's night. It's, it's late 1984. What figure are you going to go home with? And this isn't knowing prices today. This is as a kid. Uh, Jake, I'll start with you. What figure are you going home with from this from this batch? Well, since we've talked about only two main characters really from the series, uh, Luke and Han, I guess R2, we can say three, um, that really narrows it down because no, no kid in the right mind is going to choose Gunner or Dignitary or... Um, Matt Fox, you know, mate. Don't don't talk to a classic. <laughs> I did choose choose a gunner back then. I, I gotta say, I did buy him. So okay, Jake, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm going Luke Skywalker, Stormtrooper, 100. percent All right, uh, Chris, what figure are you going home with if you can only buy one? Uh, probably the Death Star Gunner, but Luke would definitely be a close second. Okay, and Matt. Who do you take? Oh, home? the Imperial Dig. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it probably would have been a Han and Carbonite. Good, good choice. Ryan? As it was 23 years ago, it'd be Han and Carbonite. I think since Luke is my favorite character, it would. It, but that Han and Solo and Carbonite is so cool. I think it would tear me up to have to decide between those two. But I think I'd probably take Han Solo and Carbonite just because I loved the Carbonite scenes where he was frozen. I loved the scenes when he was unfrozen. So I'd have to leave Luke behind. So, yeah. And with that, we are going to wrap up the show. I want to thank thank everyone for uh, being on the call tonight. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great to get back and do another show. What's up next for your YouTube channel? Um, well, I've got the latest Black Series Wave. I'm waiting to get that Lando till I can put that all together. I've got to finish up the TIE Interceptor retro- retrospective at some point. I actually lost one of the videos I had for that, so I need to refilm. And at some point, I want to go back to my big vehicles and hit that Clone Wars attack shuttle. I never got to that in those. Alright. <clears throat> and from from forlamdazuckus.com, Jake, thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. It's uh let's see, Galaxy of Toys is going on uh what, five years now? Uh I think we'll be six Almost in January. Six, six yep. in January. Awesome. Although that first yeah. That first year my son was born. I don't know if I'd hardly ca- count that as a year. Of podcasting since I don't think we did many shows, but yeah, it'll be six years in January. Awesome. Yep. And everyone already knows, but Toy Run. Toy Run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, check us out. And uh, yeah, from forlamdazuckus.com. I just did an interview with the uh, Dork Side of the Force, so you can check that out. It's kind of the state of Star Wars toy collecting. So uh, yeah, feel free to read that over and let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, it's Christmas time, and hopefully, I wish you all to have many Star Wars toys under the tree. Although I don't know what you'll be getting that isn't six months old by now, but hopefully, there'll be something under there. All right, uh, Chris Moorhead. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. It's nice to be able to shoehorn uh, talk about Royal Guards, and anytime I can squeeze one in. Yep. And hopefully you'll get that uh, Force Link uh, Royal Guard 
before. Yeah, hopefully uh, he, sh- he shows up. It's been... I, I've talked with the guy on eBay, and he said that he's checking into it. And he shipped it, mm-hmm. but it's tracking status. I mean, it's from dropped off, I think, on the 26th of November. Mm. And North Los Angeles, it takes like two or three days. Up yeah, there. that is a while. That is a while. So this is not a good sign. Yep. And from this week in Star Wars, Matt Fox. It was a pleasure. Uh, I like talking about these, you know, power. I I like the power of the force guys and I like it's good to talk about them. Yeah. And there will be a another episode of this week in Star Wars before the end of the year. And there's long backlog of news. It'll probably be about a five hour show. But (laughs) and there uh, will be one. And there will be another episode of Galaxy of Toys before the new year. Or maybe on the new year, but probably before, where we are going to talk about the best and worst Star Wars toys of 2018. So everybody start thinking about what you think was the best of the figures and the vehicles and whatever else. And also start thinking about what was the absolute worst. I've already got some ideas, but uh, that'll be next time. For Galaxy of Toys podcast, this is Jason saying goodnight, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend, then a homeward bound, friend, don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend, the nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend, yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend, time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.